All right. Hey, y'all ready for the, the real message? <laughs> hey, they're all real messages. Amen. Amen. Anytime you get life spoken over you, man, receive it. No matter where it is. As long as it's life, we know that life comes from the Lord. And as long as we have people speaking over us, man, receive it every time. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, today we're going to learn, learning to speak the name of Jesus. Listen, I, uh, I got to thinking about this a uh, couple months back. I don't even know how long ago it was, but we took our son Noah um, to uh, daycare and he had been, you know, he's, he's, you guys know that what the world calls a sensory disorder he has, right? But the name of Jesus, no more. Amen. amen. So, so he, uh, he, he had that, and he went into, uh, he was acting up a little bit in the morning. He hadn't been dosed right on his medication, and, uh, and, and he was just acting out. And we were like, man, what is going on? Um, but uh, his daycare person, <laughs> who's been here to our church before, man, he put his hand on Noah's forehead, and he said, in the name of Jesus. And also, I don't know if it scared Noah. <laughs> But just like that, <laughs> he was he was he was acting right, boy. I was like, wow, man. So I tried that on Kelly when we got in the car. <laughs> oh, hey, babe, I thought you were in the room. <laughs> hey, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. It's always true. It's always on time. Father, thank you for blessing us this morning, teaching us this morning, giving us perfect wisdom, perfect peace. Father, we look forward to what you have this morning for us. It's always good. It gives us a confident expectation of good. Father, thank you for changing our hearts when we came in to when we leave. God, we are blessed in our coming and blessed in our leaving. Father, thank you for, for loving us here this morning. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen all right here we go uh I, I, I put this in there because i think it's very very important as we start off it says and how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born i have no idea why that verse is up there why is it <laughs> that's right the holy spirit put it up there guys let me ask you this what kind of language do we use what kind of language do we use we all had to take english classes right to learn how to speak English, right? Um, I've been to Disney a couple times. There's all kinds of languages down there, isn't there? Isn't there? And, and, and all these languages, we're taught words. We're taught how to use them. We're taught the, 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 the importance of an adjective, a verb, a noun. Amen? How, how important is it then that when you see the original Hebrew and Greek, that we got to apply that same concept to the way we speak God's word? Amen. Do you agree? Yes, and so when we get together, man, we have to got to understand how we speak God's word is important. It's not enough just to say it. The Bible says you have to know and believe the love that God has for you. It's not enough just to know about it. We got to believe it, and when you believe it, you speak it. That's why you can see people that are a little bit, they come across as excited, but it's because they know, they believe it, they're speaking it. Listen, I ain't perfect. Thank you for not saying amen. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but man, there's times when I know that the Lord is speaking through me. And I, and I don't have to apologize about it. That's not being cocky. That's knowing who I am. There's a big difference, church. I, I can't do it on my own. There's nothing I say that I, every time I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, speak through me. Amen? Speak through me. And so I want you guys to know that what we say is important. Do you agree? Yes. All right, check this out, John 16. Uh, this is very important because this is, uh, this is kind of teaching us how to pray, okay? And in that day, you will ask me nothing. This is Jesus. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. He will give you. Whatever you ask in Jesus' name, he, the Father, will give it to you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. Why? That your joy may be full. God wants your joy full. He does. People say, God doesn't want you happy all the time. Man, I want my kids happy all the time. Does anybody want their kid to go through depression? No. Why do we put that stigma on God, our Father? Stop. He wants you to be joyful. And look at it. Look at the order, the progression of the verse. Look, you ask in Jesus' name, he will give it to you. Why will your father give whatever you ask to you? Because he wants you to be full of joy. That's important. 
We cannot skip that. The Lord wants you to be full of joy. And listen, who's doing the giving here? When you ask in the name of Jesus, who is doing the giving? The Father. The Father's giving it to you. This is prayer. Whenever you go and you ask God for something, you're, you're like thanking him. Thank you, Father, for your wisdom today. That's prayer. You'll have it. Thank you, Father, for your protection today. That's prayer. You will have it. Do you believe it, church? Yes, it's changed the way I think. When I go to get on an airplane, you know how you're walking through? Right before you get on the airplane, you can touch the plane. I'm like, thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus covering this plane. That way, when I go sit and there's somebody afraid when it's about to take off, I'm like, don't be afraid. You I'm on this plane. There ain't nothing going to happen to this plane. I'm on it. The Lord's with me. The favor of God is on me. And those people are like, ding, 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 can I get another seat? <laughs> I got to fly to Vegas with this cat. <laughs> Why Vegas? Listen. <laughs> Word. Used to send me there all the time. Anyway. <laughs> Um, the world says God's answers are yes, no, and maybe. That's what it does. I mean, the world say, man, sometimes God's answer is no. Sometimes God's answer is maybe. You know, God doesn't answer all the stuff you want. Have you guys heard that before? You don't just ask God for anything. He's not going to give you everything you want. He won't give you the joy of your heart. He won't do that because he's God. He's got a bigger plan. He's got other important stuff, man. Maybe, maybe he's giving you this to teach you a lesson. Does that sound like a loving father? No. Would a loving father, would, would you give your kid cancer to teach them a lesson? No. Why in that? <laughs> well, it's from hell, amen? <laughs> why, why would we think that our father in heaven is like that? That doesn't make any sense, church. Get rid of that thinking. We need to repent. We need to change our minds about that feeling toward God because he's a loving father. Amen? amen? So... Are God's answers, let me just, let's go to scripture. What does scripture say, all right? For all the, pro say all. all. All the promises of God in him are, where's the no and the maybe? That means it's not the truth. The truth is right there. All of God's promises are yes, and in him, not just yes, in him, amen. You know what that means? Amen, it means may it be so to me. So all of God's promises are yes, and amen, let it be so to me. That's the truth, church. Can you see it? Why? To the glory of God through us. Through us. Because when we can pray boldly and we can, and we can say things with our mouth boldly and then we see it manifest, guess what? G God gets glory through us. And if we don't do it, the rocks will get the glory, right? The, the glory of God goes through the rocks because they'll cry out. The world is waiting for us to manifest, church. Waiting for us to speak the word that he gives us. John 14, same night, the same night. In this prayer, in the other one, you see prayer. You're, you're praying, and who does the work? God answers it, right? God will give you. But watch this. This is two chapters before. Same night, though. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Listen, Jesus did some amazing things. He raised people from the dead. He, people that had leprosy, it was gone. Amen? Why do we think we are not going to be able to do that stuff? Well, you got to humble yourself, man. Jesus is Jesus, right? He just said we will do greater things. Now, that's amazing. That is amazing when you think about all the stuff Jesus did, right? And, and, and he gives us that power. And he says, and whatever you ask in my name, there it is again. What does it say next? That I will do. See, before, God will do it. The Father. But now Jesus says, I will. I will do it. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you asking anything, anything. In my name, I will do it. That's what he says right there. You see it? Am I making it up? So what's the difference? The first one, God, God will do it. Anything we, we ask in the name of Jesus, God will do it. This word ask here is different. This word means declare. This word means say it. Speak to it. 
You declare it. See, instead of saying, God, please heal my son. Please, please heal my son. No, declaring it is, God, thank you for healing my son. That's praying, right? But, but this part right here, what Jesus is talking about, you say, fever, be gone in the name of Jesus. Be gone. You are a lie. You don't belong in him. You can't be in him because Christ is in him. Now you're declaring something. Amen? Amen? And when you declare it like that, you will have it, whatever you say. Some people, listen, you got to have the heart of God. You can't just ask for anything, right? Like, like you can't have an angry coworker and you can't put your hand on Be gone in Jesus' name. Right? You know why? Because that doesn't line up with the word. We are to love our enemies. When they come against us, we love them. Anything that you do in love, that's what it's talking about. Do you love your child? You pray the sickness out of them. You thank, you, you just declare it. You Sickness be gone in Jesus' name. Amen? That's why it's important we understand the words, right? The, 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 the God-breathed Bible is not in English, church. It's in Hebrew and Greek. It's important we study that. When, the word, when he says study thy word, right, we study the word. But we don't study it in terms of English. It wasn't written in English. I don't know why I did that, man. Just pow. All right, we're moving on, man. Mark eleven twenty three. 23, for surely I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Whatever he says, you will have it. That mountain is a problem. It, you, we're declaring to that mountain. Jesus is teaching us how to declare to our problem, right? Some, pe some people are declaring to God, God ain't your problem. He's saying, hey, speak to the mountain. Speak to the problem. I gave you that. You will do greater things. You speak to the problem. You don't speak to God about the problem. Tell the problem. Amen? Is God your problem? No, he's a solution. You have the solution, church. He lives in you. We have got to wake up to that. When we start walking around victorious like that, man, people start to see it, and we already saw who gets the glory. God does through us. You know what happens when people, when the rubber meets the road and people get sick? Who do they come to? Who are they going to come to? If you, listen, and, and I, we're not saying this to be cocky, but we've been called out many times for people that don't even go to this church. People got friends. They're like, hey, can y'all go pray over them? You know why they come to us? Because they know we believe this. Amen. Same for you. You got to believe this, church. You got to know this. You got to know people come to you in times of trouble because they know there's something about you. There's someone in you. It's the thing that everybody's longing for, but you can see it on some people. And I ain't talking about no handkerchief thing, man, where you, you can call up and give me $20, I'll give you a piece of my shirt. Man, don't do that. All right, turn the channel. <laughs> you guys know what guy I'm talking about? Yeah, send in 20 bucks for your donation. Now you too can have my handkerchief. I'm like, dude, I don't want that handkerchief, man. Been wiping your forehead with it. All right, uh, Exodus 14. This is, this is, this is kind of getting into the meat of it now, okay? Uh, and Moses said, this one, by the way, is not in your bulletin if you want to write it out. And Mo Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still. St stand still. That's a place of rest, church. You stand still and see Yeshua. See Jesus. Amen? Your salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians, oh, wait, wait, yeah, for the Egyptians whom you see today, that's our enemy, that's our problem, that's our issue. How many of you guys had debt chasing you down? Amen? Got sickness chasing you down. Well, guess what, man? The Egyptians were chasing them down. God said, stand still and see Jesus. Stand still, right? He will accomplish it for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall See again, no more forever, right? The Lord will fight for you, church. He will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. He's like, don't come to me. Speak to your problem. Tell them to go. Everything you need, I've given you. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. He, see, God's doing it through him. The very thing he needed was in his hand. Amen. 
It was in his hand. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. That's beautiful, man, because what I want you to see is that rod, Jesus is our rod today. What was his rod? A rod is a thing of authority. And when he put it high up, church, who's your high and lifted up authority today? It's Jesus. He's, he's, he's there today for us to use. The problem is we're not using it. We're talking to God about it. He says, use him. Speak. That's how we use him. Speak. I love the fact that he, that he said, stand still and speak. You just speak. That's all we're called to do, church. We have authority in our mouths that has been given to us by God. And listen, it's not something we earned. It's something Jesus gave us. And a lot of times we've been beat down by this world and, and by religion. If you grew up in a church like me and you think that's not for you, that's a lie. It is for you. God has no respecter of persons. Amen? All right. So Philippians, this is where we're going, Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. Who wants the mind of Christ? We have it. We have it. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So when the Bible says take every th thought captive to the obedience of Jesus, right? Many, there's some versions that say take every thought captive to obey Jesus. That's not what it says. And the original is take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus. In other words, you snatch those thoughts in your head and you replace them. You take them captive, you replace them to where Jesus was obedient. Where was Jesus obedient? On the cross when he died for you. So all those negative thoughts you have, man, Jesus died for those. Take those thoughts captive. Nip them in the bud. Amen? Nip them in the bud. Therefore, God, has, God also has highly exalted him and given him. The name which is above every name. And that's what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. The name that is above every name. There's not a name out there where his name ain't above it. There's not a, a problem out there where his name ain't above it. Amen? Debt has a name. Sickness has a name. Amen? Depression. You think of all the stuff that's out there, man. Jesus is the name above every name. You have to believe it, church. You got to receive it. It's not enough just to believe it. You got to know it. And the way we know it, when you know that you believe something, the way you know it is by speaking it. Amen? Hot in. So hot in here. Anybody else hot? Let me rephrase that. No, I'm not going to do it. Because we own something right here. The Lord is blessing us. Amen. Y'all blessed? Yes. All right. The name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, that's the angels, right? And those on earth, that's the people. And of those under the earth, that's all the devils. Everybody bows to the name of Jesus. When Jesus is around, everybody bows. You know why? Because he's the name above all names. Amen. That's who he is, right? And, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, right? That's a good thing to be. And you know that Jesus is the name above all names. He gets the glory. Stop trying to take the glory. It's his. Just freely give it to him. The way we give it to him is by speaking what we believe. All right? We must speak the name of Jesus by revelation. You can't just, it's not some gimmick. It's not some necklace you wear, right? It's not. We got to have revelation. We got to know it and believe it and speak it. You got to have confidence that what he's given us, we can say, we can utilize. Use the name of Jesus in revelation because there's, it's only for believers. Non-believers can't do it. They can't speak it. Amen? Check this out. Acts 19. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, okay? So that even his handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Unusual miracles for Paul. If some cat gets on TV and tells you to send him 20 bucks for a handkerchief, you say, 
unusual miracles for Paul and then hang up. <laughs> All right? <laughs> That's where they get that from. Um, now, I believe that God will do it when he wants to do it, but don't be trying to make money off of it. Amen? All right. Then some of the uh, uh, itinerant Jewish exorcists uh, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. They were just like, hey, it's working for Paul. We've never had that happen before. Let's do what he's doing, right? Um, and, and, and then saying, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. <laughs> Can you imagine? They don't know who Jesus is. They don't have a revelation of who he is. They just want what Paul's doing. They want the glory. And they're like, we, we, we get rid of you, we exercise you. In the name of the guy that Paul's talking about. What's his name? G, G, the name that Jesus that Paul's preaching about. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> this is awesome. Well, it's not awesome, but. <laughs> also, there were seven sons of Sceva, the, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. There's a whole group of them going, we want to do what Paul's doing. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, we know. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I know. But who are you? <laughs> I love, I, can you imagine being there and that spirit going, Jesus we know. Paul I know. Well, who are you? Right? <laughs> then, then, so that ain't it. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them. <laughs> it's like, he's like, who are you? Let's, let's go get him, right? So they, they, they jumped on him and, and overpowered him and prevailed against him so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Somehow that thing convinced him to get naked and streak. <laughs> but but they, weren't, they didn't have a revelation, church. That's the whole point. Don't picture a naked dude. Listen, the point is, the point is, they did not have a revelation of who Jesus was. They were using his name incorrectly because they didn't know. When we know who we have in us, when we truly believe that Jesus said we'll do even greater things, we start speaking that way, we got power. Don't let the enemy say, hey, remember that naked dude? That could happen to you. No, it can't. No, it can't. Because the word says I'll do even greater things than Jesus did. It's not me, it's him, and he gets the glory. Whoo, Mark 4, 37, 39. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up, right? Anybody ever go through a storm? Yeah, man, check this out. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. Anybody ever feel like Jesus is asleep during your storm? He's not answering the prayer that you're asking for? You're like, where is he? And, uh, and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Anybody feel that way about Jesus? Don't you care that I'm going through this? Where are you? Right? That very thing happened to me, and I ran from the Lord for 20 years. Didn't show up in the church because I was so mad at him for what he did to my mama. So I thought. Amen. But then I learned that that wasn't the Lord that did that. He allowed that to happen, but that was not the Lord. That was, the Lord doesn't give people diseases. You know why? Because he put it on Jesus. Why would he put, give it to somebody else if he put it on his son? That doesn't make any sense. And it took me 20 years to figure that out. Um, <clears throat> and then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. One word, shalom. Shalom. That was it. One word. And the wind ceased, and there was not just a calm, church, a great calm. Now, did Jesus say, hey, I wonder if this storm is from God? Don't get into a point where you're going, I wonder if God wants this, if this God's allowing this to happen. He didn't. Jesus has got up and spoke to the storm. That's what we do, church. The storm is the problem. We speak to the shalom. Whenever it's chaotic in your life, whenever you feel like your world's falling apart, shalom, peace, be still, speak it, and watch it manifest. You, you'll see it. You'll have whatever you say. If you say, oh, no, a storm, and you got doubt and fear in there, man, you're going to have it. You're going to have whatever you say. But if you say peace in the midst of that storm, you shall have peace. And there will be not just a calm, 
but a great calm. Guys, a lot of times that storm is right here. It's not out there. It's right here. How many times have you ever put your hand on your head and prayed over yourself? Spoke life into yourself. Said, peace. Peace. I have the mind of Christ. My mind is healed. My mind is at rest. How many times have we done that in our lives? I don't do it enough. I don't. But can we do it? Do we have the opportunity to do that? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, we do. So don't question. Like, like Jesus didn't say, is this from God? Is there a reason behind this? Just speak to the problem. Amen? Amen. Love that. Anything that robs you of joy is not from your father. It's not. Because he wants you to be joyful. We saw that, right? Anything that, that, that tries to steal your joy is not from God. Don't question, is God doing this for a reason? Is God, is God making this happen, allowing this to happen because he's trying to get my attention? That is not how your loving father operates. He put his son on a cross, high and lifted up to get your attention. Amen? All right, Isaiah 61.3 says this, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. God doesn't give you ashes. He gives you beauty for ashes. Sometimes the church will get it backwards. They twist up the words. You got ashes because God was trying to get your attention, and now he's going to give you beauty. No, we got ashes because we're in a fallen world. We make mistakes, but God gives us beauty in spite of those mistakes that we make. Amen? The oil of joy for mourning. Anybody ever mourn? Anybody ever feel down and downcasted, whatever that word is? doesn't matter what the word is. You know what I'm talking about, so stop looking at me that way. <laughs> he gives you joy in place of mourning. During funerals, man, sometimes the hardest thing to do is give people hope. But he gives you joy in place of that morning. That's why we focus on joy. Amen? You should focus on joy all the time. All the time. The garment of praise. Isn't that interesting? It's a garment of praise. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Listen, God is not the spirit of heaviness. He doesn't come on you. Anybody ever feel like the weight? Anybody ever feel like there's a weight on your shoulders? In the spirit realm, that's a real thing. But that weight is not coming from inside. You cannot be oppressed if the Holy Spirit is in you. You can't. But that weight is a real thing. It's a spirit of heaviness. But what does he do, man? He gives you a garment of praise. You just start singing like we did this morning. Some of you walked in here this morning with a little heaviness on your shoulders. And then the spirit just worked it out where you were reminded of who you were. And that God's already got it taken care of. And you can feel that weight go away. Why? In the name of Jesus, be gone. Love that. Satan knows only what you speak. He is a deceiver. You might think that Satan knows everything. But let me tell you, he can only go by what you say because he's not God. He's not omnipresent. He can't, he's not omnipotent. He can't be in you. He's not. He makes you think that, but he's not. He only knows what you say. So when you say, I'm feeling like I'm getting sick, Satan's like, bam. But when you say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus, Satan's like, whoa, next. You know why? Because he only knows what you say. And he can't detect whether or not you believe it or not. He only knows what you say. You speak life. You'll have whatever you say. It doesn't say if you just speak life. It says whatever you speak. If you speak, I'm getting a headache. And Satan goes, well, he said it. Here it comes. But if you speak, I am healed. My mind is healed. Every area of my brain is healed in the name of Jesus. Try that and see what happens. Go ahead and take your aspirin, but speak it out. Amen? All right, we're almost done. Mark eleven twenty four. Now, the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry, right? And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, and for it was not the season of figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Why would he curse, we said this last week, why would he curse a fig tree when it wasn't fig season? Right? It's not the tree's fault. 
And by the way, when I got into this word of faith thing, remember, this is like maybe eight years ago, we had some people come in our lives, and we were, you know, anybody ever like, anyway, the Lord taught us a lot of good, he brought life into us, but I would walk away, because I was told if you don't use the power that you have, you know, you got to exercise it, like you got to go to the gym, you work out your muscles every day, you got to use your faith that way too, man, so I'd be walking by things, cursing them just to see what would happen, you know, (laughs) it sounds so stupid, man, but at the time, I thought I was, I thought I was full of faith, man, die in Jesus' name, Right? And you're just trying to, like, you got some kind of power or something. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, 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 don't do it like that. Have a revelation. Amen? So, so the fig tree wasn't producing figs. Well, it wasn't fig season. So why did Jesus curse it? Listen, the disciples heard it, right? And then he goes into the temple, cleanses the temple. They come back, and you drop down to verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Say Roots. It was dried up from the roots. So obviously they went back by and didn't say anything about it. But the next morning they saw it, and it was dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered them and said to them, have the faith of God. That's what it means, right? Have the God-like faith, not have faith in God. The original says have the faith of God. That means when God speaks, stuff happens. God said light be, light was. God didn't say, light be, and then people started twisting light bulbs. God said, light be, light was. Amen? But look at this, man. Sometimes it was dried up from the roots. Jesus spoke to it. It hadn't died yet because there's roots. Amen? Sometimes there's a root in sickness. You can say, man, what if I'm praying over my son and his fever doesn't stop? What if it keeps going? Then you keep going. You keep praying. You keep saying in the name of Jesus, don't give up. Because there's roots, and sometimes they take time. Amen? You you keep praying over it. You keep persisting. If the fever persists, you persist. Amen? All right. Uh, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, there it is, mountain, be removed and cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. That's important, church. Don't miss that. Believe that you've already received it. So when you're praying, you're praying like you have it. That's why when I'm praying now with my wife, I'm like, thank you, Father. We are debt free. Are we presently debt-free? Not right now. But in my, in my prayer, in my declaration, I sure am. Aren't we, baby? Amen. We, listen, you pray like you already have it. When Pastor Dwayne prays over kids that are sick, he prays over them like they're healed right where they are. Even though you can clearly see they got stuff tied to them. But in the, in the spirit realm, they're healed. And you feel it. You feel a part of it when that oil comes on them. Man, there's something about that oil being on people. We, we anointed Miss Sarah, man, and it, it was like it just changed. People laid hands on her. At that moment, I believe she was healed. But that root took time, but it didn't stop anybody from praying. We still kept speaking it out. Amen? All right, don't study tradition, study the word. Some people say, hey, man, you got to rub the cross or the beads. What do they think of? Ro- are they roses? If you're Catholic, don't send me an email because I won't read it. You know what I'm saying? People be like, when the, you know how Hollywood is when, this, in the, when the nun comes up and you got to put a wooden cross up there, man? If Satan comes up in front of you, don't put a wooden cross up in front of his face, all right? It ain't going to work. Don't let Hollywood tell you, just put a wooden cross up there. It, it, the power is not there. The power is when Satan shows up, you say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ, you must flee. That's where your power comes from, the name. Don't, let, don't, don't study traditions where they say, hey, man, rub this together and, and then throw up a wooden cross. I used to believe that, church. I used to think that if I had a cross around, I could just pick it up. And, and if a vampire came out of my closet, boy... I was going to put it on his forehead and be like, Sss. and he'd be like, Phew. do y'all believe that? 
How many of you guys grew up watching movies <laughs> that went along with what you were hearing from the pulpit? And you just thought that was the truth, right? Yeah. Really, nobody? All right, this is the last story here in Acts 3 and Acts 4, and we're done. All right. Now, Peter, are y'all blessed, by the way? Are y'all learning? Yeah, yeah. And now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, womb, <laughs> that's important, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. Uh, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. He asked. He was begging for stuff. And he saw Peter and John, right? And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at us. Now, most people will say in their false humility, don't look at me, look at Jesus. Right? Don't look at me, look at Jesus. Why would Peter say, hey, look at us? See, the early church knew who they were. They knew what they had. They did. We have got to get back to that church. We got to be like Peter. Say, hey, look at me. You know why? Because when you see me, you see Jesus. You see him in me. You feel him in me. You know why? Because my words are his words. My actions are his actions. That's why he said, look at me. He didn't say, look up to Jesus. He said, look at us. And it wasn't cocky. He knew who he was. He wanted that man to see Jesus in his eyes. Whew, that's a good feeling right there, boy. He said, look at us, all right? Look at us. So he gave them his attention. You would too. You just did when I was saying that. Y'all like. So you know kind of what he felt like, right? He was lame from his mother's womb. Never knew how to walk. Never. All right, he looked up at them, gave them his full attention, expecting to receive something from them. He was expecting to receive something. Church, we've got to expect to receive something. We have to, we got to get to a point where we expect to receive from God. He's a loving father who loves you, who has supplied to you, right? Expecting to see. And, uh, and, and, and then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. You think, you think Peter knew who he was? Guys, you had that same ability. You had that same ability. It's our past. It's, our, it's, it's what we've seen in the world that, that, that negates that power that we have. But when you speak out by faith like that, you start to see things manifest. That's why we don't have any reservations. Somebody comes down here, if any man among you is sick, let him come to the elders. They'll pray, they'll lay hands on you, and you will be healed. Amen. That's all it says. Amen? Either it's true or it's not true. We've seen it in this church. I've seen it in this church unlike I've ever seen it in my whole life. Because you've got two pastors that believe this stuff. Do we believe it all the time? I don't know if he does. I know I don't. Because when the rubber meets the road, when you're holding your, your child and, and, and you don't know what's going on, they're sick. Man, fear creeps in. Doubt creeps in. But that's why we have each other, the assembly. That's why we don't forsake it. They come, they help, they encourage you. They pray when you don't have the words to pray. Sometimes all we got to do, church, the most simplest thing we can do is say, Jesus. And right then and there, boom, the power is there. Just in that name. How do I know that? Look, look. And he took him up by the right hand. He went. He got strength. Uh, so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Nobody ever taught this man how to walk. He was lame from the womb. All of a sudden, he's healed. He taught himself how to walk. He's running around leaping and jumping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who was sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, as the lame man was, who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them to the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Now 
He's putting the glory on God. Now he's giving Jesus the glory. But when he spoke to the man, he said, look at us, because he knew. But now that the result's there, instead of Peter and them getting the glory, he's saying, nope, now look at Jesus. Now look up. Now look at Jesus, right? So, so you drop down to verse 16. And his name, because they were like, hey, man, how'd this happen? And Peter's like, don't look at us. It's his name. His name, through faith in his name, right, has made this man strong. What made him strong? The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus made him strong. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him the perfect soundness in the presence of you all. It's the name, the name, the name of Jesus. Sometimes that's all we got, church, Jesus. That's all we got. Sometimes you don't know what to pray. Say, Jesus. Because in Jesus is a whole lot of stuff. All of salvation is wrapped up in that name. But that's too simple. <laughs> Good luck. Continue to do what you're doing. And you'll have the same results. But let me tell you something. You, you start to learn the power of the name of Jesus, you're going to see some stuff. You're going to see some really meaningful, impactful stuff. Right? So next chapter. This is what happens. This is what happens when religion steps in. Right? Now, as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain uh, of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed <laughs> that they taught the people and preached in Jesus' name, right? They were greatly disturbed. At what? A man who was healed from birth? This is how religion is, right? You, you start, people will talk about churches that they use Jesus' name. Oh, they're from the, they're from the devil. I just had somebody's face pop up that told me that. And I just prayed that the Lord would bless him right now in this moment with whatever he chooses to bless him with. <laughs> Pray for your enemies, church. Good God. And they, and they lay hands on them. Oh, 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 immediately great and disturbed. They taught the people and preached in Jesus and resurrection of the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, believed. There's people that believe what we're saying now simply by testimonies in this church, right? Believed. Uh, and it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as, were, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, right, were gathered together at Jerusalem. You know what the problem here is? The moment Christ died and rose again, there was no high priest on this earth. There's only one high priest now, church. His name is Jesus, right? These guys were doing a job that didn't need to be done. That's why they couldn't understand. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by the, what name have you done this? Now, we know the power and the name are the same. They were trying to separate them. The power and the name are the same. Amen? All right. Uh, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? Uh, woo. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. He stands before you whole by him, Jesus, right? This is the stone which was rejected by the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name, 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 name under heaven given among men by, wi by which men we must be saved. It's the name. There's power in the name, not just to heal, but to save. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. That has happened to me by some of y'all. Y'all like, that's Troy, right? <laughs> Doesn't he sell drugs during the day? <laughs> right? <laughs> Both your pastors were pharmaceutical salesmen, right? But even people from my high school, man, they're like, Troy? Listen, the reason they do that is because they're marveling about what Jesus, they see boldness in us. And it's, they know it's not us. They know it's not the, the, the person that they thought we were. 
But God had a different plan for both of us, certainly for Peter. They saw the boldness, and they, and they, they said, y'all, y'all are fishermen, right? And, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. They realized it. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, and they couldn't say anything. What are they going to say? It doesn't work. This man's like, really? <laughs> Amen. Last verse. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, some people will say people are dying all over the place, man, and, 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 and there's no hope for them because they didn't get baptized. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord and gets baptized and, uh, oh, and confesses all their sin. Right? Because you got to do all that to be saved. Look, let, let's not make it harder. Let's keep it simple like God did. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hey, listen, if your car is going off a cliff, if you call on the name of Jesus, you know what? Hey, in that name, just by calling on the name of Jesus, that shows faith. That shows that you believe he's alive. That's, that's, that's what saves you. Because if you confess Jesus with your mouth, believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. All you got to do is say Jesus. I believe God gives everybody that opportunity. Some people, man, they'll be like, I don't know if my family member was saved. I can tell them this. I know that Jesus gave them every single opportunity to do so. Even in their last breath, I bet. I know Jesus was there. You know why? Because God loves people. All people. Doesn't matter who you are. Black, white, yellow, red, brown. Feel the vibration. Hey, listen. He knows every single person loves them the same. Amen? I know that that happened with my, my uh, sister-in-law. Uh, when, when she passed away, that she's on her deathbed, she's dying, she had cancer, she's looking out the window, my brother's on the bed with her, she's looking out the window, and she says, I'm ready. And my brother says, you ready to go home? She turns back and says, no, 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 I'm ready. She looks back out the window, and, and she, some time goes by, she says the same thing, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, I want to go home. She looks back at my brother's like, you want me to take you home? Is that what you want? You want to go home and, and be at peace there? And she's like, No. Then she looks, her mom was standing at the, 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 the bed, at the end of the bed. She looks and she, she says, Poppy, you're so tall. You're so tall. And, and, and immediately the mom knew what she was talking about because her grandfather was Poppy, but he was always in a wheelchair his whole life. His whole life he's in a wheelchair. And, and, and so, and so she, as she's saying this, uh, they're just in the room. My brother doesn't really get it. He doesn't know what's going on, but he, he does now after because he told me this. And, and, and she looks back out the window and she's like, I'm ready to go. I'm coming home. And she turned, she kissed my brother, and right then she passed away. But here's the good news, right? It sounds like a sad story. But let me, I believe, I believe with all my heart that, that Jesus brought back her grandfather to make that transition easy. Because he loved her. And she had just gotten saved. She wasn't saved. My brother wasn't saved. But through that event, they were both saved. And I believe that Jesus loves people so much that right up until their last breath, he will give them that opportunity because he loves them. So just the power of the name Jesus, church. When you leave here today, I hope you learn how to speak it. I hope you learn how to declare it because it's for you. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't feel good enough to be able to do it, you do it anyway. With the, with the, with the faith of a mustard seed, you start speaking out the name of Jesus. You start speak, declaring what the word says about you. Declaring what the word says about your family members. You start declaring it. I am debt free in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. All my needs will be be met tomorrow in the name of Jesus because he is my shepherd. He's already gone before me. I am healed in Jesus' name. You know why? Because the word says I am healed by his stripes. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And in the name of Jesus, right now where I stand, I'm healed. You start speaking out differently over your kids. They get a bad report card. You are, you have the mind of Christ. You have the wisdom of God in you right now in the name of Jesus. And you start, now you're speaking life into them instead of, hey, idiot, what are you doing? Right? I mean, we curse our kids sometimes. We might not call them idiot, but we jump on like, what, what's going on? What's wrong with you? That's not who you are. Listen, remind them who they are. Remind your wife who they are. Well, do that gently. Remind them who God says they are. Don't tell them who you think they are. Amen, ladies? And 
And don't rub the rosary things, right? Don't use a cross. Use the name of Jesus. Amen? Hey, let's stand up. Give the Lord a hand. Jesus has done all this for you. There's nothing I can do for you outside of what Christ has given me. You have the same ability to speak what I just spoke to you. And I, one of the greatest things I love about this church, the, the, the thing I look most forward to is the end, where you guys get to, get to be blessed with a prayer. You guys get to receive it. I love hearing people say amen, because all the promises of God are yes and amen. And when, when pastor's praying over you guys and you say amen, 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 you're, you're receiving what he's saying. Amen? We can't just sit there and just, and just bow our heads. Say amen. Say amen. That's, all we, that's the only thing we have to do to, to receive it. Amen. I agree. May it be so in my life. Are y'all ready to receive from the Lord? Amen. Come on, let's go before the Lord, church. Father God, we bless your name, God. We thank you for allowing us to assemble in this place together, Father, to worship you, Father, to lift up the name of Jesus to receive your word by faith, Father. Your word says that, 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 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I thank you, Father, for preparing our hearts and our ears to hear God and to receive what you have spoken out over us today. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding us, for reminding us and encouraging us, for imploring us to ask in your name, to speak in your name. Thank you, Father, for giving us the ability to receive and to walk this out by faith. God, we thank you for this opportunity, Father, to continue to glean from you, to receive your word as you continue to give us revelation. Thank you, Father, for removing the scales from our eyes. Thank you, God, for equipping us for the great work for which you have prepared for us. And thank you, God, for giving us the faith to do it, to speak it out. To not worry about what others are going to say and what others are going to think. But, Father, your word works. And it works for us. So thank you, Father, for giving us the gift of your word. The gift of faith. The ability, Father, to speak the name of Jesus. And not doubt. And not fear. And not waver but to stand still and to see the salvation of the Lord. Father, I speak life over this congregation, every member of this church, every visitor, Father, every household represented here, Father, every single person here, God. Father, I speak life over them. I thank you, Father, for your word that is sharper than any double-edged sword that's effective, it's powerful, Thank you, God, for equipping us with that power. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in us and through us with that same power. It's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you. We look forward to what you're going to do in us and through us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Amen. We are dismissed.